This is a sikha from Lakut Sikhus, Khilik Tazayan Parsha's Bishalah Sikha Gimel. And the topic of the Sikha is that in this week's Parsha we learn about the dinam of Shabbos for the first time, and it's taught in connection to the falling of the mun. And there are five parts in the Sikha. The rebel number one ask a question on this. Number two, reject the possible answer. Number three, introduce a related idea and ask a question on it. Number four, explain a certain idea about the mun. And number five, based on this, answer all the questions. And as we'll see, it's a very long sicha. The first time that the tzivuyim, the commands, and the dinam of Shabbos are taught in the Torah is in our parasha, and it's taught regarding the mon. Now, since everything in Torah is absolutely precise, so it's understood that the inyan of mon and Shabbos are connected, and that's why the dinam and tzivuyim of Shabbos are taught by the parasha of the mon. And this idea that Shabbos and the Mon are connected is also implied in the teaching of the Rasag that if a person on Shabbos is in a distant place and doesn't know what is the Parsha of the week, so they should read the Parsha of the Mon. So we see that there's a connection between Shabbos and the Mon. Furthermore, even though the Mon didn't fall on Shabbos, which seems to make them disconnected, nevertheless, it says in the Zayar that to the contrary, not only are they not disconnected, they're connected because the bracha for the month to fall during the six days of the week was given on Shabbos. As it says in the Mechilta, in the Medrash, that Berche Bamon, that on Shabbos, it says this about Shabbos, that Berche Bamon, it was benched with the month. So the bracha for the month during the six days of the week, the bracha is given on Shabbos. So again, we see this connection between Shabbos and the month. And the question over here is that we have to understand what's the connection between month and Shabbos? Seemingly, not only is there no apparent connection between them, but they appear to be two inyanim that are completely different than one another. Because the mitzvahs and inyanim of Shabbos exist in all times and in all places. On the other hand, the falling of the mun was only in a certain specific time and place, which is the time of the 40 years that the Yidin were in the Midbar, and only in the camp of the Yidin that was in the Midbar. So it's only for those 40 years when the Yidin were in the Midbar, and only in the camp of the Yidin that was in the Midbar. So it's very restricted and confined. So not only don't we see a connection between them, they seem to be totally different. Now, L'cha'era, seemingly, we can explain simply that the sheared Nikuda, the sheared point between the Mun and Shabbos, is that both of them don't require any effort or work. So regarding the Mun, so the Mun was Lechem and Hashemayim. It was bread from heaven. And so they didn't have to plow and sow and do all the activities that are necessary to get bread. They didn't have to do that in order to receive the man. And regarding Shabbos, so similarly by Shabbos, in addition to the Easter to do malacha on Shabbos, so that's a time that doesn't have any effort or work, there's actually a mitzvah, shalila harer klal basakov, that a person shouldn't think at all about their business and their livelihood. Even more so, a person should experience as if everything that needs to be done is done because of the mitzvah of Enoch Shabbos. So that seems to be on a simple level the sheer nekuda between the man and Shabbos, that both of them have this quality, this aspect, that there's no effort and work by them. However, l'cha'era seemingly this isn't enough of an answer. And for two reasons. Number one, because we find by the Mun that there was work. The Gemara says, Tzadikim Lechem, Beinanim Uges, and Rishayim Tachanu Berechayim Eidachu Bamadaycha. That Tzadikim received bread which was ready to eat. The Beinanim, the intermediate people, received this dough that still had to be baked. And the Rishayim actually had to grind it in a mill 
or pound it in a mortar and then move on to the next level of preparation. And so too it says, Tzadikim yored al Pesach Bateyem, Beinayinim yotzu v'loktu, and Rishayim shatu v'loktu, that the Tzadikim received it right at the door of their homes. The Beinayinim had to go out in order to gather it, and the Rishayim had to go very far out in order to gather it. And this is unlike the Kol Asuya of Shabbos, because on Shabbos, a Yid doesn't even have to think about their work. The experience is that everything is done. And on the other hand, Refraining from work on Shabbos applies to all types of work, all types of malacha. Kilu kol malachte, all of a person's work is asuya, whereas the man only negates effort and work in regards to a person's food. So the man seems to have much less of this quality and aspect of not requiring effort and work. Number one, because it's only in regards to bread, only in regards to the person's food. And number two, even there, there is work, whereas in Shabbos, there's no work at all and in all areas, not just in regards to a person's food. As a result of these two points that we just made, so therefore it makes sense to say that the connection between one and Shabbos is in the detail of preparing food for Shabbos. It's in that specific detail as we'll go on to explain in the Sikha. And as this is also understood from the fact that we learn the Chiyuv of the three Sudas of Shabbos, and also we learn the Chiyuv of Lecha Mishnah from the Psukim that speak about the Mon. So we see that there is this sheared aspect between the Mon and Shabbos in regards to the preparation of food. It says in the Pasuk, It says the word Hayyim three times, and from there we learn about the three Sudas on Shabbos. And it also says Lechem Mishnah, and from there we learn about the requirement of Lechem Mishnah. So we see that we learn about the Inyanam of eating on Shabbos from the Mon. And so we could say, and, it's, and as a result of this point, we're going to say that the sheer connection is in the detail of the preparing of food for Shabbos. So in order to answer this question, we're going to move on to a related topic about the manam. So Rashi teaches on the Pasuk, where it says in the Pasuk, lechem, lechem in Behold, I'm going to make rain down for you, bread from the heaven. And the nation will go out and collect for each day what it needs for that day. Laman anasenu. This is all in order that I should test them, whether the nation will go and follow in the path of my Torah or not. So Rashi quotes the words, Anasenu, in order that I should test them. He quotes those words from the Pasuk and he explains, Im yishmeru I am testing them whether they will guard and keep and fulfill the mitzvahs that are connected to the man, which are two mitzvahs. Number one, Shalai Yisiru Mimenu, that they should not leave any of it over for the next day. And number two, that they shouldn't go out on Shabbos to collect and gather the man. So it's saying over here that the reason and purpose of the falling of the man, that's the whole reason. I'm doing this, why? So it's telling us that the reason and purpose of the falling of the man is to test the Yidin to see whether they will keep the mitzvahs that are connected to it. And the two mitzvahs are not to leave over any of it and also not to go out and collect it on Shabbos. And so the question over here is, what's the connection between these two mitzvahs, which as a result, they are the reason for the falling of the man? What exactly connects these two mitzvahs? What sheared idea did they have? That as a result of that sheared idea, that is the reason and purpose for why the Hashem gave the Yidin the man. Now, in order to answer this question, we'll understand it by first explaining the Chiddush, the novelty of the man, which is lechem in Hashemayim, over what's called regular lechem in Haaretz, bread from the earth. So lechem in Haaretz is connected with the work of a person. Through a person preparing a kli, a vessel in nature, which is through plowing and sowing and doing all the other activities that are necessary to prepare bread, Hashem gives lechem, which lechem alludes 
to, and it includes all the needs of a person. And Hashem does this through the Kli. So that's Lechem and Aretz. It comes through a Kli, through a vessel. However, Lechem and Hashemayim is not dependent on a Kli within nature. By Lechem and Hashemayim, there's no work of a person. It simply comes down from heaven. Now it's understood that the difference between them, between Lechem and Aretz and Lechem and Hashemayim, it has an effect on how a person feels about each of them. By Lechem and Aretz, where the, where the Bracha of Hashem the parnasah that Hashem provides the person is enclosed in the natural kli that the person prepares. So even though the person knows that their work is only a kli to the bracha of Hashem, and furthermore, the person doesn't make the kli because they have value, it's not that the kli has inherent value to it, but rather only because that's what Hashem wants. But nevertheless, since in reality, the lechem comes through a kli, that's what the person is experiencing and seeing. That's what's actually occurring. It's happening through this kli of nature, which the person does with their work, so it allows for the possibility to value what the person does for their livelihood. The person can give significance and value and weight and, and uh, power to what they're doing. This has the ability to provide for their livelihood. Whereas by Lechem and Hashemayim, that's not the case. Where over there, there's no human input, so it inspires a feeling of completely relying on Hashem. The person literally does nothing. It falls from heaven. So because there's no hum- human input, it inspires a feeling of completely relying on Hashem. According to this explanation about the Chiddush of the Mon, of the Lechem and Hashemayim, we could begin to answer our previous question. Previously we asked, what's the connection between the two mitzvahs of not leaving Mon over for the next day and not going out to collect it on Shabbos, that as a result of their sheer connection, they combined are the reason for the falling of the Mon. So according to what we just said, we could begin to answer the question. And what we're going to do over here is only answer and explain what's the connection between not leaving over any Mon for the next day and the whole purpose and reason for the falling of the month. And at the end of the Sikha, we'll explain the second mitzvah of not going out on Shabbos to collect it. And over there we'll see how these two mitzvahs are connected and they combined, they share a certain idea which they are, as a result, are the reason for the falling of the month. So according to this, it's understood that the test, will they guard, will they keep the mitzvahs connected to the man? Specifically now, we're going to explain the first one of that they shouldn't leave any of it over for the next day, is actually the reason and purpose for the falling of the man, the lechem in Hashemayim, which we just learned what the chiddush of the lechem in Hashemayim is. In order to elicit by Yidin the complete v'tochen in Hashem, which is that all of one's needs come only from Hashem, without any kli, without any involvement, without any contribution from a person, so there can be no place for the person to make sure they are provided with bread for the next day. So that's the connection between this mitzvah of not leaving over in the man. The whole idea of the man is lechem in Hashemayim. What is lechem in Hashemayim? It doesn't come through a kli of nature. It doesn't come through the work of a person. It inspires a, a, f- a feeling of completely relying on Hashem. And so that's connected to the mitzvah of not leaving anything over for the next day. Leaving something over for the next day means that the person is relying on something outside of Hashem. And as it says in the Medrash Tanchuma, that Misha bara yayim bara parnasasai, the one who created the day is the one who created a person's livelihood. And so mikan ha'yi Rabbi Lazar Amidai From here, Rabbi Lazar Amidai said, Kol mishi yeshli Any person that has what to eat today. Va'emer, and they say, when am I going to eat tomorrow? This person is lacking a muna. Because they feel that there has to be a kli, there has to be an involvement, a contribution of theirs, and it's not coming from Hashem. So that's the connection between the first mitzvah, not leaving over to the next day, any of the mun, and the whole falling of the mun itself. Now we're going to move on and elaborate more on the lechem and the shemaim, the mun. So now even though we said 
that the lechem in the shemayim, the mon, is mainly and in general not dependent on the work of a person, which is actually the reason that the mon fell down together with the falling of tal. Because the idea of tal is the same exact idea, that it's removed from the work of a person. Because tal tal always falls, unlike rain, that there has to be something that occurs down here, that the water evaporates and goes up and turns into a cloud. That means there is something that has to occur in order for the rain to fall, whereas tal never stops. Since as it's known, it's not dependent on the work of a person. So tal represents this idea that there's no contribution from the person below, which fits with the whole idea of lechem in Hashemayim, that it comes entirely from Hashem. But nevertheless, we find that also the man did involve the effort and work of the person. And as we said earlier, that the Rishayim had to go out, the Bainanim had to go out. And this was not just by Rishayim and Bainanim, who had to go out and collect it, but also by Tzadikim. Because although the man fell by their door, they still had to go out and collect it. Furthermore, the very fact that there were differences in the amount of effort and work needed between these three groups, so that indicates that the bracha of the man wasn't completely and entirely removed from the effort and work of the makabal, of the one at the receiving end. Unlike tal, where there is absolutely no distinction by who it goes to. It goes to everyone and in the very same way. So it matters to some degree how much the makabal prepared themselves to be deserving of it. And then based on this, there's a whole side point the Rebbe points out that we can understand why it says in our parasha, It uses the word mamtir, which is rain. And rain does depend on the person. Unlike in Parsha Saman, in Parsha's Bamidbar, where it says, uveredes hatal. It uses the word tal. What's the connection over here of rain? We said lechem and shamayim is like dew. And it's not like rain, which depends on the work of the person. So the reason why it does connect it to rain which is dependent on the work of the person, is because we do find it somewhat in the man. We see that they did have to work somewhat. And even more than that, the very fact that there were differences means that we're considering the makabal. We're not ignoring the makabal. It's not that the makabal is irrelevant and obsolete and it comes entirely from Hashem. The makabal exists as a relevant and important entity. And therefore, we factor in who is the makabal. In order to understand this, that on one hand we're saying that the whole idea of Lechem and Hashemayim is that it comes completely and entirely from Hashem, and there's no involvement of the person. And on the other hand, we see that there is relevance to the Makabal. So the explanation for this is, the Indian of the Mon, the Lechem and Hashemayim, was a preparation for the Yidden entering into Eretz Yisrael. We're there in Eretz Yisrael. Their approach was one of Lechem and Eretz. The Yidden had to work for it. They had to make a Levush. They had to make a Kli. Through showing the Yidden in a revealed and clear way, how their livelihood and needs were provided by Hashem alone, so that prepared and was an Asinus Kayach for Yidin, that also upon entering the Eretz Neshavas, and moving over to an approach of Lechem and Eretz, that they shouldn't Chas forget that who Hashem is on Nesim Lechakayach Lasis Chayl. So the Mun was a preparation for entering Eretz Yisrael to be able to know and realize and sense that it really all comes from Hashem. Furthermore, and this is a much deeper idea, the Lechem and Hashemayim is not just a preparation and an Nesinus Koyach of how the Yidin could look at things when they enter Eretz Yisrael, but rather it's also Nimshach and Nirgash in Eretz Neshavas. In other words, the Lechem and Hashemayim is actually the truth of the Lechem and Eretz. Meaning, since the Yidin are in essence higher than the world and nature, therefore the truth is that even when they come down into the world and are in the approach of a Eretz Neshavas, there is Lechem Min Eretz. But by a Yid, since a Yid in truth is completely higher than the world, so the livelihood of a Yid, Bamitius of a Primius, in truth and deep down in, in its essence, it's not connected with the nature of Lechem and Haaretz. By a Yid, 
it's always really lechem and shamayim, and that was the purpose of the month, in order to allow the yidden to have the ability to look at it in the correct way, and not just that, to transform the lechem min to truly be a lechem and a shamayim, because the yidden are in essence completely above and higher than the world, and it's not, it's even not in a way where nature has no value and significance, and it's just the kli and levush for the bracha of Hashem. And the person only makes the kli and levush because of the command of Hashem, like we said earlier. The reason why it's not that is because the hashpa is still connected to nature when we say that. There's still an aspect of nature. The bracha of Hashem comes to the person through the kli that they prepared. And what we're saying over here is that it's completely and entirely removed from nature. There's no connection to nature whatsoever. It's in truth lechem and hashemayim. Rather than also the lechem, the livelihood, minarets, is in a way of lechem and hashemayim, which is entirely not connected with the ways of nature. So we're essentially saying over here, and we're going to complete the idea in the next section, is that the lechem in Hashemayim was a preparation and a sinus kayach, and it was nimshach into the lechem in Eretz that the Yidin would then have later in Eretz Yisrael. And this is the true and ultimate betachen of a Yidin Hashem. Now, not only when a person doesn't see any possibility in nature to receive their livelihood, and so it's automatically as if the person doesn't have a choice but to rely on Hashem to provide in a miraculous way, like the folding of the mon in the midbar, but rather also when a person does make a kli, because that's what Hashem commanded. It's still clear and obvious to the person that their livelihood is primarily lechem min shamayim, meaning that it's not connected with the ways of nature. The promise of doesn't just mean that Hashem benches the person relative to the limits of the kli the person prepared. Even when it's in a manner of a virachacha, that there's a bracha in it. Rather, it means that it's infinitely more, that's the virachacha. It's a bracha which is infinitely more to the extent that the kli has no significance and it's as if it doesn't exist. That is the true and ultimate betachan. When there is a kli and the yid knows and recognizes and senses and has absolute certainty that this is 100% lechem min hashamayim. And this is the explanation for why the man needed to be connected at least somewhat to the work and effort of a person. Because on one hand, it's purely lechem min hashamayim. But on the other hand, we see that they had to work a little bit. And there was a distinction between the tzaddikim, the bainanim and rishayim, indicating that the makabal is relevant. So now we can understand it based on what we just said. If the lechem min hashamayim was completely disconnected from the work of a person, then it wouldn't have any connection or similarity with Lechem and Aretz. And as a result, there would remain room to make a mistake that Lechem and Hashemayim, which is completely not dependent on the preparation and work of the Makabal, that requires the full betachen and reliance on Hashem, but not so by Lechem and Aretz. Since the Torah itself says, Sheishanam Tizra Sodecha, that it requires the work of a person, that itself proves that preparing the Kli in nature has essential and true inherent value, and it affects the Ashba, a person's livelihood. So that's what a person would think if the Lechem and Hashemayim was completely removed from the Makabal. Make a distinction between Lechem and Hashemayim and Lechem and Arts. Therefore, also the Lechem and Hashemayim was in a manner of Mamtir. Mamtir means rain, where the, there is a, an effect and there is significance to the Makabal. Through effort and the work of a person. This shows that even where there is the work of a person, a person should know and sense and recognize and fully live with the fact that the Ashba from above is completely not connected to the work of a person, but rather it's Lechem Min HaShamayim. And this is the Nesinus Kayach, that also upon entering Eretz Neshavis, it should be clear and obvious to a Yid, that also that Seder of doing things, of Lechem in Eretz, is Bepnimius and Bamitius, really Lechem in HaShamayim. So that's why it had this element and component of the Makabal, in order to show us that even when there's a Makabal, it's still Lechem Min HaShamayim. And that's how it becomes an Nesinus Kayach to live 
with the lechem and haaretz that it's truly and ultimately and the pnimius lechem min hashemayim. Now we're going to move on to explain what is sort of a side point. So based on this, we can understand a perplexing matter which we find by Birchas Hamazon. Moshe Rabbeinu established the first bracha, the bracha of Azan. He established it when the man fell. Yeshua established the second bracha of Birchas Hamazon, the bracha of Haaretz, when they entered Eretz Yisrael. Now, L'cha'era, seemingly, there's a difficulty here. The idea of Birchas Hamazon is that a Yid thanks Hashem for the food which he just gave the Yid. So how is it that the bracha of Hazan, which we make on Lechem and Haaretz, that the person just ate, is the Nusuch that Moshe Rabbeinu established on Lechem and Hashemayim? Moreover, we learn about the first bracha of Hazan from the Pasuk of, it says, You ate and you were satisfied and you benched. So this benching, Zu Birchas Hazan. Shehi, that this bracha of Hazan is on eating and being satisfied. And the second bracha we learn, when it says in the Pasuk, it says Allah Aretz later on. So Now simply this means, if we just read this Gemara, that the thanks of Allah Aretz in the second bracha is not for Achilo Zviya. It's not for eating and being satisfied. Because that's, like we said, what the first bracha is for. But rather it's on the Aretz, on the land. Meaning that we're thanking Hashem that it's such a land which is Mafka Mazin, which provides Mazin. So the first bracha is on the food itself, and the second bracha is for the land that provides food. So it's extremely perplexing over here. How is it that the thinking for our achila usviya, our eating and being satisfied from the food that we just ate, which is lechem and aretz, is included specifically in the first bracha, whose basis and idea is lechem and ashamayim, and it's not, it's specifically not in the second bracha. The second bracha is for the land that provides mazen, not for the achila and sviya. So how could it be? That it's not the second bracha, and it is the first bracha. The first bracha is lechem and hashemayim mon, which is not what we're eating. We're eating lechem and aretz. And we're going to move on to explain, based on what we just learned, how this makes sense, how we could understand this. However, according to what we just explained, it's understood. The lechem and aretz, including what Hashem benches the land, to be an eretz, which is mafka mazin, which provides mazin, the lechem and aretz is in truth only a levush, for the sherish umaker for a Yid's Mazen and parnasa, which what is the real Sherish and Makar of a Yid's parnasa? Lechem in HaShemayim. That's really what it is. The Lechem in HaAretz is just a Levush, which the Lechem in HaShemayim expresses itself through. And since a Yid recognizes and knows the truth that the Sherish of their Mazen is not dependent on them preparing it and working, not even in making a cleave with the levush of nature for the birchas Hashem, but rather in truth, it's entirely and completely lechem in Hashemayim. So therefore it's understood that the nusach of the bracha of Hazan, which is on one's achila usviya, on one's lechem in Haaretz, is the nusach of the bracha on lechem in Hashemayim, because that's really what this is. Because that is the true mucker of one's achila usviya. And only afterwards does a person thank Hashem for benching the kli and levush of nature, which is the bracha of Haaretz, which is that it's an Eretz Mafka Mazen. First, the Yid thanks Hashem for the Lechem and Hashemayim, because that's what it really is. And then afterwards, the Yid thanks Hashem for the Levush and Kli, which was used. Now we can come back to our very first question. So according to this, we will understand the connection between Mon and Shabbos, which therefore, the very first time the Torah tells us about the Tzivuyim and Dinim of Shabbos is in the Parsha Saman. Because all of the details of the Mon, which are three details. Number one, in a revealed way, it's Lechem and Hashemayim. It shows clearly that a person has to fully rely on Hashem because everything is being given from Hashem alone. 
Number two, however, it's also connected with the effort of the person. We see that there is different effort that has to be put in. And we distinguish between Sadiq and Benin and Rishayim. And number three, that it gives a Kayach that also in the approach of Lechem Mina Oretz, which in a revealed way it's connected to Eretz and Teva. One should know that in its Shairish and Pnimius, it's Lechem and Hashemayim. These three things are all found in Shabbos, as we'll see. So all three of these features of the Mon are also found in the idea and Inyan of Shabbos. Number one, Chazal say regarding the needs of Shabbos, Hashem says, Levu alai v'aminu bi v'ani pereya. Borrow on me, it's on me. Trust in me, believe in me, and I will pay it back. Meaning that when someone, Chaz Shalom is unable to purchase their needs for Shabbos, and even they don't have a way to make money later on to pay back the loan, that's what we're talking about here, one has to fully rely on Hashem. Levu alai, borrow on me, v'ani pereya. And this is because the needs of Shabbos come like lechem in a shamayim, without any work from the makabal. So we have this aspect, this component, this feature of the man, that it's fully and entirely from Hashem. Hashem says, levu alai v'ani pereya. On the other hand, simply it's connected with the effort of levu. The person has to do something. There is an effort over here. For, furthermore, this is only said where a person has collateral. It's talking about where a person has a mashkin. However, if one doesn't have any collateral for the loan, then one shouldn't borrow. Meaning that even though when one has collateral, one's intention isn't to pay the loan with the collateral, but rather it says, Nevertheless, it requires a certain effort and cleave from the person. One must have a collateral. So we see over here, again, the idea of the man, that even though it's completely removed from the makabal, it's entirely from Hashem, but there is an, an acknowledgement and some significance given to the makabal. There has to be collateral. We distinguish between Sadiq and Benin and Mishraim that they have to do something. And then we have number three, the greatness of Shabbos affects and influences the weekdays through having the fullest betachan on Hashem to pay the loan. And one sees how Hashem benches their effort of levu alai, and this is through the clea of the collateral. Hashem does this above the laws of nature, because Hashem is pereya. So then also one's work in the weekdays is in a way that one recognizes that their livelihood, which they receive through making a clear nature, is in truth all in Indian of Ani Pereya, just like on Shabbos. There is the clea from the person, the person has collateral, but then what happens? It's levu alai vani pereya. It's entirely from Hashem. That helps the person to experience and sense and recognize and know that also during the week where there is a clea, in truth, it's all an Indian of Ani Pereya. It's all 100% from Hashem. Hashem is Mamtsi in a way of a Metziah, something which you find, which means you don't expect it. It's completely beyond the reality. So Hashem is Mamtsi, one's livelier in a manner that is above nature, and it's just that it's through Lavush. So here we see the connection between the Mun and Shabbos. The three features, the three aspects of the Mun are found exactly in Shabbos. And that's why the Torah teaches us about Shabbos for the very first time in the Parsha of Mun. According to this, we can explain the Zayar on the Pasuk of Al Yaisir Mimenu Ad Baker. The Zayar teaches that all six weekdays are benched with one from Shabbos, and it continues, it's begin the Layayiv Vilayazafiyema Dalakhavre, that the person is not leaving over from one day to the next. Now Lakhaira seemingly, what's the connection between these two and Yanim? That because Dashpa of Man is on Shabbos, so therefore one may not leave over from one day for another. What's the connection? However, this is now understood according to what we learned. The reason the bracha from above for the ashpah of Mon was on Shabbos is because the Indian of the Mon is ashpah from Hashem, which is not enclosed in the Kalim and Levushim of nature. It's Lechem and Hashemayim. And this is exactly the Indian of Shabbos as well. Levualai va'ani pereya. And therefore, also the actual time of the ashpah is on Shabbos because they're connected. And therefore, it also has to be in this manner when the ashpah of the Mon comes down here. 
Also, when the mashpah comes down here, it has to be in this manner that it's recognized that it's lachem and hashemayim. The, na- the, the, the nature and logical calculations of a person should not be mixed into this ashpah. And this approach of nature that a person is mixing it in is reflected in leaving over month from one day for another. And so that's the connection between Shabbos benching the month because they're one thing, one idea, which is lechem and shamayim and not leaving over from one day to the next. Because leaving over from one day for the next is an expression of the opposite of the month. It's calculations, it's logical, it's natch, it's basing it on nature. And so because Shabbos and month are connected, that's directly the reason for not leaving over the month from one day to another. Another point over here is that nevertheless, the hashpah of the month was on Shabbos only above. Not so down here, where the mun actually didn't fall on Shabbos. The reason for this is because the Indian of the mun being like Matar, not like Tal, that there is an, an, an existence of the Makabal, so that it's connected to the Makabal, is how the mun descends from its true level and falls down here. However, the way the Indian of the mun is in its place, which is on the level of Shabbos, the way it is in its source, it's completely higher than having any connection to any work of the Makabal. And that's why, even though the bracha for the month is on Shabbos, it didn't actually fall on Shabbos. Because the true level of the month is that it's entirely above the Makabal. This that there is a Makabal in the month, that it's like mutter, that there is a Makabal, that the person exists and is relevant is only the way the man descends but in its source it's entirely beyond anything to do with the makabal and this is similar to shabbos in a literal sense the need for the collateral in order for that hashem says then you could borrow and i'll pay back is only before shabbos for the needs of shabbos in other words it's not on shabbos itself it's not shabbos in its essence in its true existence which is on Shabbos itself. This is the way it is before Shabbos. However, on Shabbos itself, it has to be and even that a person shouldn't think at all about their business. So what we're saying over here is that this idea that the Mun and Shabbos, that by both of them there is the Makabal, that's only the way they descend onto a lower level. But the way they are above, they're completely removed from any Makabal, and that's why the Mun did not fall on Shabbos, because the way the Mun is in its place, it's completely higher than having any connection to a Makabal, and the Mun had a connection to the Makabal, so it didn't fall on Shabbos, because that's the way it's in its true place where there's no connection to the Makabal, and also Shabbos. When do we say, Levu alai vani perea, but there is an involvement of the Makabal, Levu alai, if the borrowing, you need collateral, that's only before Shabbos, but on Shabbos itself, it's the total opposite. This There is no involvement of the Makabal whatsoever. According to all of this, we can now answer the final part of the question that we didn't yet address, which is, how is the mitzvah of not going out on Shabbos to collect the mun connected to not leaving over from one day to the next, and connected to the whole reason and purpose of the falling of the mun? So therefore, the idea of a le'etzub Shabbos lukit, not to go out on Shabbos, to collect the mun, is one of the mitzvahs atliyas bay, which expresses the reason and meaning and the whole purpose of the falling of the mun. The reason is because on Shabbos, the level of mun, the way it is in its place, that it's completely removed from the world, it also shines down here. And therefore, every yid has to sense and recognize that any involvement of the person 
is not allowed to get involved over here. Can't meddle in it. We're talking about that the truth of the man is shining down here. The truth of the man is that it has nothing to do with the involvement of the person. There's no going out to collect anything. Not even an action of Kabbalah, which is just collecting like in the weekdays. And that's what it says, Because in Shabbos, the true essence of the man is revealed. It shines down here. And the true essence of the man is that it's Lechem and Hashemayim, and it's completely removed from the Makabal entirely. And so that's why it's connected to the whole idea of the one, which is Lechem in